should just start with Sturgis. Suck missing Sturgis, dude. <laughs> yeah, it did. I was bummed. Uh, and, I, and I had big plans to go to Boston and Massachusetts, Maine with my kids. and It didn't work out. And then I was sitting here just watching everything happen to Sturgis. And was, I was just, I don't know. People uh, are still posting bummed. pictures. I wanted to post a meme today that says, okay, you guys can stop. Like, it was last <laughs> week. Let's move on to the next thing. So, so that I can quit reminding myself that I wasn't at Sturgis. But there's a lot of people that didn't go. The Fast Life Garage guys didn't go. Um, I don't know that Joe Kidd went. I didn't see anything from him there. Uh, I know Brad was I didn't there. Either. Um, he was there for a very short period, just a couple of days. I mean, he, he cleaned up for the short couple of days he was there. But, uh, yeah. Would he win like four shows or something like that? Or he he did what, he didn't yeah, win four yeah. shows, but he won four bikes. One because he took the blue. Um, he took that blue shovel. He took the twin cam chopper, which I think is a badass bike. And he took his FXR that he redid. And didn't he have, I don't know if he had his Dyna there yet, this year or not. But I know I he did know. well. I know he did well there. So. Look like it. <laughs> it was kind of a weird, it, All even all the social media stuff looked a little bit weird. Um, I was kind of following like the, the uh, Michael Lichter art, art exhibit. Um, and there was a, this year it was motorcycles as art was the was the theme so it was non the i think it was the deal was non-professional builders so the people that i but saw you have to, i think you have to take that with like a i don't get that sometimes like not not professional builders or not you know garage i, I don't i think there's a real fine line there with how they do that like because you know some of the guys that stuff is in there you can't call them garage builders you know they built in They've built nicer built in. That's a word. Built in. Built in. <laughs> built in stuff before, man. <laughs> English, uh, do you? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, okay, some of those guys have had to have built a something before. I mean, I wouldn't call them. I, I guess I maybe okay. Maybe they're not professional. Maybe it, maybe that's what it is. Because I don't feel like I'm a professional builder. I've built more than one bike, so maybe that's yeah. You know, maybe that's where they. I would put that. you in the same so, classification as guys like Xavier. Um, Roadside Marty, Brian uh, Butteris, or Butteris. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's actually, um, he's going to be, did you see the bike that he built, the shovel head that won at Willie's and then it won, he's going to, oh, what is that? I've got to pull it up now because I'm, I'm talking on my ass on it, but he went to, um, let me pull him up. It's Butter, but I'll just spell it because I'm going to screw it up if I don't, if I try to, uh. Okay, Bateras, Brian Batera, uh, he lives here in Florida or like in Lakeland, right around the corner from me. Basically, he, I serviced um, weekend before he left for Sturgis. He brought his Road King in, and I did a service on it for him because that was going to be his rider while I was there. But he built a shovel head. It's his first build, and he basically won every single show he was in from Daytona to Sturgis. Um, he's going to that showcase in, uh, St. Louis next month. And he's on his way to Switzerland with that bike. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. So his, his Instagram handle is Butteris, Butteris. That's why I think how you pronounce it, but Brian Butteris. But it's, oh yeah, I've followed him for a while. Dude, the uh, guy is so cool. He's such a soft-spoken dude. And that's his first bike. <laughs> 
Yeah, and what's his background like? Because I mean, it's got to be metal fabrication. It is metal fabrication. He's got to have some. Yeah. So he's got to have some experience because the craftsmanship is too nice for him just to to not. You know what I mean? He, he was telling uh, me a little bit about like when he was at the shop and I was working on his bike. We were chatting like the whole time, and he was telling me that basically that he worked for. I'm trying to think of who he works for. Man, my brain does not work anymore. I need some alpha brain. Um, shout out Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> but he does um, he does metal work, and he and his wife own a, I believe, a hair studio for women. Okay. And dude, his he his, he's like approaches it from an art form basically. He's kind of like um, I don't want to say he's like a Warren Lane because Warren. Is definitely a, a master at you know mechanical things as far as engine work and transmission work. I mean, there's not anything on a Harley that Warren can't tend to. And Brian Batera is more of a uh, he's more of an artist and a craftsman as far as you know metal shaping and and bending and forming that. But it looks like he's got. Um, so I was looking at his Instagram, and he's also uh, just posted on there. Uh, when was it? A couple days ago, that this morning, long before the sun was even up, I was educated and inspired away. Blah 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 blah. Da, da, da. But it looks like he's building a 1940 61 inch uh, vintage racer for um, for Sons of Speed. Oh wow! So I don't know. Good what, for him. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a that's an interesting group of guys that, that are kind of orbiting around that. Um, that thing that Billy's doing and I wasn't, I'm not crazy about the bikes that look like bicycles, but, um, Billy had a, uh, I believe it was a flathead that he was running at, um, what is that? Pappy hole in Sturgis. That's a really cool looking bike. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know where that thing's going to go, but from what I've been told that sons of speed deal is going to be, um, he's trying to kind of make it like NASCAR is not the right word, but he's trying to build a community around that type of vintage racing and that type of vintage motorcycles. That's what he's into. I mean, he's kind of always been into that older stuff. Well, it'll take somebody with his following probably to create that. Those bikes are dangerous, no. dude. <laughs> They're real dangerous. Man, I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I don't... There's been a not couple dudes thing, get... I guess. It's not my thing either, but... I mean, it's it's tough to not acknowledge the mechanical aptitude of the guys doing it, but it takes a set of brass balls. I mean, uh, Moonshiner Josh from the, that Discovery Channel show or Learning Channel show or the History show or whatever. I don't know what 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 channel it's on. I don't I don't really watch enough TV, but you know who I'm talking about from the TV show Moonshiners. No, you haven't seen that. Well, no. that Josh dude, he was in the hospital after Stur- or after Daytona. He wrecked in Daytona. And- fucked himself up pretty pretty good with on his bike and then there's some guys from um 40 cal customs do you follow those guys Mm -hmm. so those those guys have a bike and one of those guys was messed up i think from the year before those things when they wreck dude they that's i mean they're flying on those things yeah but i mean i mean you say that but look at the guys that are doing hooligan they're all they're going twice the speed the guys that sons of speed are are they not yeah, but aren't the hooligan guys, aren't they running on dirt? 
Yeah, are the are the other ones not? The other ones are run on, dude. They're running on asphalt. They're running like New Smyrna Speedway where they oh, race cars. Uh, I didn't know that. See, they ran on dirt. It's dirt just last dirt the year before when we were there. Remember over next to uh, Full Throttle? Yeah, they had that dirt oval set up. Yeah. So no, in when they're in Daytona, dude, they're running at New Smyrna Speedway, which is on the asphalt, and that's where Moonshiner Josh wrecked. I mean, you know, ass over apple cart. <clears throat> so. I mean, they're they're flying on those things. Well, maybe running on asphalt, not the. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe ought to run on dirt. I mean, well, did you see? Did they have asphalt back when those guys were doing that? Well, they had cement, and they were running on board tracks. You know the board track deal. They had. You know what a velodrome is. So a velodrome is like a, a tilted. Um, high-speed bicycle and motorcycle track and uh they would race on those and they, they would race on the board track stuff that stuff is gnarly have you ever seen those videos yeah and it is gnarly they outlawed that entire type of racing because of how dangerous it was i mean think of the tire and tube technology and then you know you're going i don't even know how fast those bikes go i would be talking completely out of school if i tried to if I tried to estimate how fast one of those things are going, but man, those things you you go down on one of those and you're 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 fucked, <laughs> you know. Right. There was a um, speaking of velodromes, I don't know, I don't know all of the particulars surrounding, but I think it was around the time I moved to Florida, a velodrome was discovered in Detroit, and you can see videos of guys riding like dinas and stuff on it, but they found it somewhere in the woods. And it was a legit, like, functioning track from back then. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. And they find their way back there, and I guess they race on it now or have a party on it, or do, they do something with it, but pretty, pretty gnarly. So you going to sell that white bike or what? you decide? I, I don't know, man. I actually had an offer over the weekend uh, from a guy. I'm not saying offer. Let me rephrase that. Uh Sorry, I'm pouring a, pouring some vodka in a cup. So. Oh, can you get me uh, one? That sounds sidetracked. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, it's a guy that's really interested in the bike. Uh, but I, I just don't know right this second that I want to part with it. Uh, you know, being that it was a bike that kind of my brother helped, helped me end up with. And, I know, have... it wasn't an in-memory mem- in, in bike of my brother, but it was one of those things that I think helped me get over a, maybe a plateau or not a plateau uh let me get over no. a hump of dealing with losing well, him and yeah and then i had the helmet done you know yeah and and i had the helmet done and i think a lot of people are associating like that bike uh being more of an in-memory bike i mean and, and it's really i didn't build it in his memory i think i, I built it to get to be able to move forward and he was actually more helpful on my orange bike and so i think maybe you know, in, in a in a perfect world, I'd keep them both and never bat an eye. But, you know, I really want to participate in the FXR show next year. And in order to do so, uh, being that I'm not independently wealthy, and I really need to free up some money in order to be able to do that. So well, something's got to go. I think I, I get it, but I think that that bike is um, a very tasteful tribute without being, you know, I mean, some people... I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I mean, um, but 
not you do whatever you want. I'm just saying like anyone can, you know, but I think people kind of take it a little bit too far sometimes. And, and that one's not that way. I mean, the, the subtlety of it, you'd have to know who Dusty was and have to know you to pick up on the subtlety of it. You know what I mean? Right. So I, well, I, I think rides great. I mean, I, I do, I love riding it. It's a, it's a great riding bike. And I would like to keep it. And I mean, it, it, the pictures don't do it justice. You know what I mean? It doesn't, my orange bike got a lot of attention on, on social media solely based on, what it did is Sturgis and the FXR show in Vegas, but the white, the white bike, it, it hasn't garnered very much attention. I mean, there's been a few people that are like, yeah, that's cool, but it hasn't garnered the attention that my orange bike did, which is, which is so okay with me. I mean, I, I don't mind that at all. Well, it's going to be a once in a lifetime type deal. So, but it's a, it's a lot better looking bike in person. And I know it's not set up like the, it doesn't have the dirt bike rear fender and it doesn't have a, you know, eight over front end and it, doesn't sit 10 inches off the ground and you can't ride trails with it. And it doesn't, you know, I mean, I don't, that's just I'm not, not in any of that. Bike. I'm not in yeah, any I mean, of that. I, I, it's, it's, I'm running a 180 tire on it. It's kind of squeezed up in there and it sits a little lower in the back. It sits a little lower in the front. And, I mean, uh, that's just, I think that's more my style. So, well, even your orange bike uh, didn't sit up, you know, ridiculous. It was, no, not at all. It I mean, was, it, it was, it had a uh, one inch longer shocks in the rear and I don't know how much longer or taller the front end is. I haven't measured it, but it's, it's a little taller, but you know, I, I set this Dyna up kind of to look like, I mean, it was a super glide from the factory or a low rider from the factory. I don't even fucking remember now. No, it was a low rider. It has uh, a tack on it, right? Low rider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah super glide doesn't have a tack. And so and it was a low rider. And so, I mean, they set naturally low. I mean, are, are stock they set kind of low so i put the same size shocks back on it uh same length front end on it so i mean i kind of kept it it's, you know i used some taller taller wheels and tires but i mean uh, it's a cool bike though i mean it's got a 110 in it and i went belt drive instead of chain drive uh and i mean it, it rides good and performs pretty well and you know I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about it for what it is. I mean, it's right. basically a stock. It's a it's a '06 Dyna with some, a nice paint job and some bolt-on goodies on it. I mean, I, there's no. I really like the paint job on it too. Top, so, <laughs> Jason did a great job. So. I like his style. Um, I'm just, and you know, I'm not used to. Nobody doesn't does what he does around here. But he's painting a bagger right now that it even. I mean, I'm. I've done so many baggers over the last few years that it's just like it's it's tough to get me to look at one that's you know any different because there's only so many body kits you can put on them and there's so many you know there's only so many paint styles it seems like and then someone like him comes along where he's got kind of a I don't know he's got a uh, everything he does is very race inspired looking to me you know what I mean it's uh, I think it, he, it I mean, he's like got his own style. I think it works for him. I mean, I think it. I think it looks great. So the bike looks like it's some going people fast like it, just sitting there, which I guess that's yeah. you know harkens to his name, Fast Life Garage. You're going to the uh, the Fast Life camp out here coming up. Pretty I close, am, huh? and I know I know you're disappointed that I'm not that I'm going to that and not planning on going to the Loretta's thing. But I, you know what, dude? To be perfectly honest with you, and I thought a little bit more about it, and you know, there it's it's a non. It's a non-industry thing that's still a motorcycle-related thing, and I haven't done something like that in—I haven't done something like that in years. You know, where it seems like every time I go to a motorcycle event, it's 
it's an industry thing and I'm an industry, you know, overwhelmed with it, you know, got to go over here, got to go over there. I just want to go meet some new people. You know, I kind of, I really like the podcast um, community that's around, you know, every podcast has its own little cast of characters and he's got a cast of characters that he travels with that, you know, and individually, most of those guys have reached out to me in one way or another, you know, Mark from Texas Performance sent me a couple text messages through Instagram. Um, the guy that was on, um, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, the Mike Pintazzi. Okay. That's FXR Mike, right? FXR so, Mike. Yeah. Yep, he's reached out to me and then there's the FXR Mike. Um, he sent me a text, uh, three days ago. Um, and then Adam Garley and then the, the dark horse 40 guy. So that was the guy, Marcus Godinez, Godinez, Marcus Godinez. That's the, oh, I no. believe that's the welder, the welding instructor guy, I believe the guy that does the welding yeah. instruction. He, he, they did a podcast with him a couple weeks back, but seemed like a nice guy. Seemed like a nice guy. I think you'll have a good time there. And, 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 you know, my, here's probably my thing is that I told people that I was going to try to go to the Tennessee motorcycle revival. I mean, I've told, you know, told Buck, I was going to try to go to Brad. I was going to try to go. And that's before you had talked about going to the still. And I just, I don't know. I feel like sometimes if I say I'm going to try to do something, I should try to do it. Right. Not, not always do I do that, but, and the, you know, I don't know what this camp thing's going to be like. It may be a great time. I'm a little more fucking high maintenance. Uh, <laughs> hey, dude. I, I prefer. <laughs> I'm not know, sleeping on the ground, I, I, homie. <laughs> I'm renting a I, cabin. <laughs> I, I prefer hotel rooms or cabins. Uh, I, you know, I do enjoy a warm shower and washing my ass. I mean, I hope uh, I can take a shower. You know, I hope they have a shower there at some point. So, uh, surely you will if you're staying in a cabin. Surely they'll be somewhere to shower. And, you know, I guess during the day, y'all will ride or do bike games or. You know, y'all try to bite the apple or bite the weenie or bite the weenie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, y'all are going old school, like Easy Riders Rodeo out there, I guess. With uh, with uh, Dinas and iPhones. <laughs> I guess so, man. Hey, man, hold my iPhone. I'm going to try to bite this weenie. So, <laughs> Hey, can you put the uh, Sophia um, photograph thing on it so it looks vintage? <laughs> right, right, right. But can you put fucking... Uh, great poupon on the hot dog before I try to bite it. Exactly. Yeah. Dip it in the dip it in the mustard. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Did you hear their um Yo. have you listened to the, the, the Fast Life podcast where um Jesse was talking about teleporting? I have not listened to a Fast Life <laughs> podcast since <laughs> his last one with FXR Mike. I've just been covered up with shit and oh, I've been God, out of town dude. and work and, and I know you said it was a little bit outside the box just i mean it was pretty funny there's some funny shit in it oh. yeah but like i said my uh, brain is just not working these last couple well, i just uh i just pulled up the i just saw him flipping uh flipping through instagram and i just see where hot bike just posted the 2018 hot bike bike build off invitation really and it's got a list of the invited builders and okay, so let me try to find that. Hot bike. Yeah, hot bike mag. Not on Jordan's page, just on the okay, bike build off. No, just just on hot, hot bike. TPJ, mag. FXR, Epic Moto, Eastern Moosecraft, that's cool. Big Al Cycles. Dude, um okay, so Big Al Cycles, that's the guy 
I'm conflating him with uh, Pop's Garage. Two different people. Big Al's is out northern, either northern California, I believe, in that area. Does a lot of Dyna FXR stuff. Does has some risers and bars and seats and and does some nice work. So I dirty, believe. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> Dirty Bird Trask, uh, MJK Performance, The Speed Merchant. I haven't heard from The Speed Merchant boy. in a minute. That's yeah. your boy at MJK Performance. <laughs> yeah. the, the Speed Merchant did a. Uh, they kind of they were heavy on social media and in the drag catalog, and then they kind of I don't know got quiet for a minute, and then I know they they built a new M8, like a whatever they call it, soft tail or Vadina or a whatever. Vadina, a soft uh, Dyna. They, <laughs> and they, they did when it was this got a really badass aluminum swing arm on it. You didn't uh, you didn't respond to my when I, I think I sent you something funny. Oh, I can't even pull it up. I sent you something around the Vadina thing, and you didn't. I didn't see you say anything about it. Well, I think it was the one about the Vadina, and I told you that I'd said that. No, this was um, this was something that that I came up with in detail. Let me see if I can find it and send open. Oh, the, is that the deal you posted a story on like the? If you build a dyna on a table, is a dyna uh, yeah, dynacological dynacological table. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god! Uh, sometimes I think I'm funny. So, sometimes you are. Sometimes <laughs> you're fucking stupid. So, so there's some there's some big names on that list. Uh, I mean, you know what? I, I do like to see TPJ Customs on there. I think he's been on it before. He's moving to a new uh, shop right now. I wonder how he's going to be able to swing that. He? Yeah. He's moving out of state, too, uh, I think. Trask has been there before. I think MJK has been there before. Uh, his stuff is so, so beautiful. I just have a hard time. I mean, he's, he's super talented. His stuff is incredible looking. I just have a hard time getting behind it. I, just, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure people are going to listen to this and call me a hater or whatever, but you know, when you meet people, sometimes you, you get a first impression and so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's fucked off that sometimes meeting people that your first impression can, can have a lasting effect, but you know, <laughs> uh, I've never, I've never me. even met him. I, mean, I just made a comment about, he, he, he blocked me on Instagram because I said something about wrecking during a burnout. I don't, <laughs> from Sturgis two years yeah, ago. I, 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 I I tried to be cool with him at Sturgis a couple of years ago and, and we stayed next door. The house we rented was next door where he was staying. And I don't know. It was just, it was hard to, hard to mix it up with, which is cool. I mean, he maybe thought I was a dick, which is fine. I'd just rather be called a dick or an asshole and I'd say, man, fuck off. Right. Try to stand around and, you know, try to get along with somebody, but I get it. I mean, sometimes, sometimes people are what they're doing at the time. They feel like it's bigger than the guy they're talking to, which is fine. I mean, it's, his stuff's still cool. His stuff's still, you know, it's, it's, whether he's engineering it or whether he's got somebody engineering it, whatever the case, the machine, the equipment that he's using, they're just they're doing some fantastic stuff. Oh, dude, and the just, parts uh, are just unreal. I wish he'd yeah, make a. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing with the Dyna that I don't like, <clears throat> and there's not a whole lot I don't like because I I am a Dyna guy, but um, and I don't want to have to buy. A, here's the thing about buying a swing arm: if I buy an aluminum swing arm, it's purely because it looks cool. It's, I don't need one. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm. Fuck, nobody fucking needs one. <laughs> well, nobody tells you they need an aluminum swing arm. They need to fucking back away from the pipe. <laughs> well, so. Unless they're racing. 
Well, that's what I'm getting at. And but so my point being is is that the stock swing arm is leaves something to be desired. And on my last Dyna, I had a chrome swing arm. But on this Dyna, I haven't I haven't done anything yet, and I don't want to put stickers on the swing arm because everybody puts stickers on the swing arm. But I think having a really cool, um, uh, some sort of a functional piece back there that, that has to do with the uh, axle would be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I think aluminum swing arms are beautiful. I mean, I, I think you're right. Stock Dyna swing arms, they're like fucking hot chicks with big tits and a you know, just all around good looking chick and then no ass, just fucking flat ass, just nothing going on back there. Just, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I don't, I hate stock swing arms, but I don't know. I mean, the price of, which I know there's a lot of work that goes into them, but I tell you what, the, the Pops Garage Fab swing arm is my favorite. It's bar none, the, the coolest fucking swing arm out there for a, a diner FXR. I love it. I want one, but I just can't swing it. I just can't swing it right now, so. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, all in good time, my friend. All in good yeah. time. Uh, uh, or maybe not. Looking at that list, man, uh, Locke Baker was with, uh, from Eastern Fabrications, Locke was with Dale and Sturgis that year, and they stayed next door. And That dude was cool, man. He took, he took like, he would, if you wanted to talk about his bike and what was going on, dude, he would tell you everything about it, you know, like, just, I mean, without even asking, he would just, and you want to talk about some really cool, just details on some stuff. His stuff is way outside the box. And I've seen people post up some real, some bullshit, you know, and throw shade at him big time on IG, but his stuff is not, I wouldn't say it's my style at all, but he's, he's extremely talented, man. Some of the stuff he does is, is really cool. I mean, just, you know, uh, as far as the, the ingenuity and the fabrication and, uh, it's 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 pretty cool some of this stuff, and he was a cool dude. I mean, I've never met him, but um, I know some. I, everybody that I know that has has had nothing but nice things to say about him being a cool person. Cole Foster's on there from Salinas Boys, right? Damn, well, that's cool. Dirty uh, Bird, Holstein. Who? Dirty Bird and Trask. I mean, they've been around. Brandon Holstein from Speed Merchant. We talked about him. So. Uh, you know all these people's name. I don't know all of them. Uh, RPM Moto. I don't know that guy. FXR Division. I, uh, I bought some product for them, and, and uh, I think they've done some really cool stuff. But I don't know. I don't know Justin. And look forward to whatever they do because I know it'd be cool. Chris Eater at Epic Moto. He was with Misfit for a long time. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there, but he he gone. Uh, which <laughs> he, gone. Was, he gone. He <laughs> gone. <laughs> I think Misfit is kind of a, I don't know. I don't know if it's still rocking and rolling. Cause I know Moose is Chris Moose is not there anymore either. Moose is out on his own. George uh, Lowe. So, well, that's the guy. So remember Misfit a while George, back, I was yeah. telling you about, um, the conspiracy cycle work. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if he's but there. He's always been really cool to me, man. I, I don't know anything about except my time up there in, in there. Metroplex, but uh, what about Magic Mike Designs? You ever heard of that dude? I can't Mike say that. Mike Rabideau? No. I hadn't either. So, looks like a good time. I think the hot bike thing is, is cool. I like the hot bike tour. I think it's pretty cool. So, uh, talking about the Tennessee motorcycle revival for a minute, just because you're not going and it's <laughs> fucking shady, but. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> 
Go ahead. <laughs> Let's, uh, I'm going to pull that up and just see, because uh, it's the BC Invitational, right? Uh, All right. So it's see, Bling Cycles. Uh, uh, Bling Cycles, Buckshaw. Okay, I mean, I don't, there's several people involved, I think, right? Yeah, carry rep. Bling Cycles. Yeah. But that, I thought you were a big carry rep. I am. She's so yeah, I cool. I thought you were a yeah. carry rep fan. Yeah, she I is am. cool. So. Yeah, she's awesome. We're going to talk. I guarantee if I talk to her when I'm there, I'm going to talk a bunch of shit about you for not showing Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's not coming up as Did far you, as... Were you uh, hanging with Aaron uh, and Mark back in the in the Seminole Hard Rock days? Did you, yeah. did you know her then? Yes. Because that's yeah, when you would have... Well, I, had, I, met, I met her then. That's when I met her. Okay. I wouldn't say I was hanging out because back then, man, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that really, you know me, I'm kind of a, a stand back and watch from the shadows type of guy. I don't ever, I don't ever put myself out there. I'll talk to people, but I, I'm not, I don't ever feel the need to be the center of anything. So, yeah. I'm n- I never want to be the center you know, of attention. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do they got that under man? Fuck. Uh, look at Buckshaw. I see the I, I, dude. It it shows up in my feed pretty regularly. They're doing a pretty good job with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, TN, yeah. I think TN Revival or something like that. Is that what it is? TN. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> I'm using this new laptop, and I don't know how to do fuck all on it. So. You're using a laptop on um, on Instagram, so that's tough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the hard way. Well, I think you can make uh, it though. Yeah, uh, see motorcycle revival. Oh well, fuck it. Uh, I wanted to see who the I just wanted to see who maybe the list of invited builders was. I'm always intrigued by that, you know. Which everybody is. I don't give a fuck who, who says what about whatever. People get on there and they look at it, the list, and they're like, motherfucker, I didn't get invited again this year. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Did you vote for that uh, Indian oh. thing? Did I do what? Did you vote for the your favorite Indian builder? Uh, they did that thing no, for Sturgis. did not. Did not. I voted uh, for Christian Newman. If I, if I was going to vote, that's probably who I would have vote, voted for. Uh, well, just kidding. I can't even pull it up. So I'm gonna. Uh, Figures can't find it when you're looking for it. When you know what you're looking for, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, you'd think you'd think Buck Shaw would be pretty simple to pull up to. It's T N Motorcycle Buck. Revival. Just T T N T N. Yeah, type in T N M O and it'll come up. Yeah, hey, there you go. You should have told me that ten minutes ago. I told you, TN. Fucker. Listen, Josh. Uh, well, I was trying to find the. the Yellow uh, Wolf's going to be there, hanging out in the crowd. So they said, "Yeah, that that'll be that'll be cool." Let's see here. I don't see the list of BC Moto. That's uh. Let's see if he's got it on his. Uh, Bill Dodge. I'm going to have a ton of editing to do on this one. There it is. Uh, Yellow Wolf. Whiskey Whiskey Myers is great, man. I love them. Uh, 
you should they got a comedian there steve trevino i can't believe you're not going uh, <laughs> here you go i'm sending you the uh the deal right now with the list of the builders so ae choppers yeah our yeah. choppers american motorcycle service uh bare knuckle paul bare knuckle kevin bass Bennis performance brew dude Dan Carr, Booster Brad. Uh, Booster Brad better bring something. I mean, he can't just be showing up with that goddamn bike that clapped out it. FXR again. <laughs> Marty's going to be there. Eric's going to be there. Uh, talking about Marty and talking about the the Lictor show, his bike was my favorite bike. Did you see the one that um, Xavier built? Nope. Don't know who that is. Xavier was, uh, he used to be the drummer for Buck Cherry. Oh, yeah. He's going to be at the Tennessee Motorcycle Revival, too. Yeah, Xavier Muriel, his name is. Yeah. He's probably tired of hearing about that, that he used to be the drummer. I mean, he quit, I guess. I guess he's not, you know. But, I mean, he should be known for doing his own thing. Right. The bike he built Uh, for Lichter was fantastic. Was it? Yeah, I really like it a lot. I guess I've seen him. You'll have to send me some pictures if you can pull that up. I I don't remember seeing it. Uh, FNA, your boy Eric over at FNA. Oh yeah, he's gonna be there. There we go. Boom! <laughs> I just sent you it. It's a good looking bike. Well, if he'll have his lead technician with him. Right. Uh, <laughs> Look at the the cylinders on that bike I just sent you. Cross Moto, man. They're I know, right? Pretty fucking strong. It's a pretty strong list of people, bro. I know. I know uh, it's very strong. The real XM is that the dude? Yep, that's him. Well, yeah. Shave down. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, it's very uh, aggressive looking motor. Yeah, it's cool. I dig it. Uh, and fuck around. Going back to that list of, of builders. Uh, Blood Sled, Magoo, Magic Magic Mike's going there too, son of a bitch. Magic Mike's gonna be busy. I need to find what's his what's his handle? I just like I don't know. Magic Mike Designs and uh, he spells Mike Ryder, right? Uh M A J I K. Okay, that's it. Yeah, Magic Mike. Rick Pet Rick Petko is gonna be there. I saw that. Speed King. That's uh Jeff Cochran. Yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. Interesting. Is Magic Mike the one who built that bike that's the fashioned after the monogram model that was at Born Free last year? <laughs> I uh, Mike Mike Magic Mike designs Mike Rabideau uh, after the Born Free model, huh? So I'm no, I'm sending you a picture. You ever seen? Remember that you yeah. pull this up. Yeah, is that his bike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is a very very odd bike. Did you see somebody posting on there? Jesus, for fuck's sake! This is the mullet of the bike world. What a waste! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some but, solid I mean, hate right there. Yeah, there is some solid hate there. Because he's built. I mean, he's got a, some cool bikes. You know. I mean, you got some really nice stuff. You'd have to just sit that Most thing of these in the guys back corner. Build me. He's got a swing arm shovel that's fucking badass. Uh, 
I'd like to go to Born Free one time, even though I used to just hate on it so bad. Uh, I know. I, I'd love to go. I, I would. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a badass swing arm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Solid my favorite gold. swing arm solo right now is fucking Roadsides. Yeah, shout out Roadsides. Turned, yeah, yeah, that bike turned out fantastic. Yeah, and he didn't go crazy. It's just a simple bike, man. It's just a, you know. You know, that's how he does a lot of his stuff. He's got a bike called Purple Purple Haze, I think, that was done a few years back. I think it's a panhead. And it's, you know, he's got a knucklehead, too. Poor bastard. You're right. Isn't the, what's in the, is it the shovelhead that he built this year? Was that a shovelhead or a pan? Yeah, shovel. But he's got a, he's got an old knucklehead that's nice, too. Roadside Marty. Let's see what he's got here. Yeah, that thing's beautiful. I'm a shovelhead dude. I like shovelheads. Yeah. I'd love to get my dad's shovel together. So You need to. All in good time. No, I need to I need I need to do a lot of shit, but <laughs> So there's lots of, I mean, you got the uh, hot bike tour coming in uh, in October, and then you've got the Tennessee motorcycle revival in October. I think the the thing about the Tennessee motorcycle revival that intrigues me is the where they're having it, and I think the music lineup is is pretty good. I think I'm. Uh, yeah, and just being in there, I'm you get excited about that. Just being in the in on the grounds, you get the concerts, right? I believe so. I'm not. I'm not sure if you get. Maybe it's the you got to buy the wristband or the tickets or however they do it. But yeah, but you I mean, know, and I mean, I'll say that. Uh, I mean, I'll say that Buck and I are are friends. I guess I'll say that. I mean, I don't know Buck as well as other people do, and I mean, I've been around him since '06 or '07. So I mean, uh, he's always, you know, for the most part, he's always cool, and you know. Uh, trying to do something a little different so i just feel like maybe you know it's you know, thing to support i mean he's putting uh you know he lives in northern california so he's he's traveling quite a bit to do something in what i would consider a very underserved area as far as motorcycle events go you know what i mean uh absolutely absolutely so and i, and I think it'll grow into something i mean you know and i may Hell, I may go and hate it. I, you know, I don't know. You and I talked about this the other day. Just, you know, there were some things in the industry that you were tired of. And, you know, I, I get it. I mean, I, I do 100%. I mean, sometimes you just got to have a change of pace. And, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would have a bad time if I, I went anywhere. I just, I, no, I, I, I haven't gone, I haven't gone and done anything this year at all. I mean, I didn't even get to do Daytona for, for fuck's sake. You know, I was over there for not even a full day. So. Right. You know, well, you know what I want. I want you to do whatever you got to do to get yourself back on the track of, of you know, what I, what I feel like is, you know, enjoying in this industry. Because uh, I know sometimes being a full time shop like you are, and you know, the constant grind, maybe sometimes you get a little burnt. But you know, I want to see you get back to that place to where you you uh, you like talking about motorcycles and and you know. Not not that you don't like talking about them, but I think sometimes it's just you're like, fuck, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, so, I overdose on it a lot. That's, you know, in if for good reason. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh there's nothing wrong with with having a good time at work. There's nothing wrong with, you know, putting the time in. So, uh, you know, the, but at the same time, it's still it is still a job and and it does get it gets a little a little overwhelming, especially right now because I'm doing everything by myself, which is is sure. by choice. So right, right on. I get that. Like I said, I just you know I'd like to see you get back to that place to where you, you know, when you get to talking about motorcycles, I know both of us sometimes get in a spot to where we're, you know, we can look at something one week and go, man, that's cool, and then see something similar next week and go, that's fucking stupid. You know, we <laughs> we I, I mean we do. We kind of get to that point sometimes where you're like, I don't know if you just get tired of talking about it or what, or you're you know, I feel myself getting negative sometimes. I go, man, fuck, that's like stupid. You know, I shouldn't be like that. I should take it for what it's worth and you know well sometimes my hate game doesn't need any help no it's strong bro <laughs> but I think everybody's can be that way so uh, let's talk a little bit so if you're listening let's, okay let's start business well not that we weren't but I, I didn't know you were you were, had a thought but <clears throat> I want to talk about um because I, I know that some of the people that listen to this, listen to us yammer on, they don't want to hear, you know, just a hundred percent of us just bullshitting. But I, they, I think people do want to hear, you know, about the new Harley models. And I'm actually, I've got kind of an optimistic look at it. The live wire um, is, is going to be the same thing that Tesla is for cars. It's going to be overpriced. It's going to be limited, and it's going to not perform as w- as well as what people want it to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, t- I talked to the local dealer here about it. I won't see him in my market at all. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Houston or maybe Dallas might have be able to support the electric market with charging stations, but uh, I'll never see one in my this city I live in. And I think it's a cool bike. I think it's a cool concept uh, that, you know, the instant torque of the electric bike. And, the, you know, I mean, everybody loves the fucking potato, 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 whatever that people call it, a Harley that so many people love. And I get it, but it would be cool to, I mean, it, it would be really cool to ride something that was, that was fast and was fucking quiet. <laughs> but I just say, I think it's a great, a great concept. I just think it's going to have a, I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's probably going to be for the. It satisfies. Um, I tried to do a little bit of research finding out about batteries and in things, and I couldn't find anything that substantiated that lithium um, was either in short supply or you know dangerous to mine, and, and you know it didn't seem like it was like that big of a deal. Um, you know, because some things like the carbon footprint, if you look at. Uh, I saw something the other day that about a Prius. That by the time they manufacture a Prius and you drive it, um, it costs more to produce and uses more energy overall than like a Hummer. <laughs> yeah, a Prius, a Prius of shit. <laughs> right? I mean, all you're uh, saving is gas money, but you're paying up front. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm articulating yeah. that correctly or not, but. Um, the live wire, 
I'm not working on it. It'll never, there'll never be one in my shop. I can guarantee you. Well, it'll, that'll be a dealership thing only. Yeah, oh yeah. I, 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 well, I mean, for liability reasons, it'll probably have to be. Uh, it's very dangerous to work around those batteries. Yes. I don't know if I was telling you. Well, about it's not day, a, I mean, it's a commuter bike only anyway. It's going to be a, it's going to be a commuter bike anyway, because you're not going to be able to take any, you can go anywhere on it. You're not going to have enough, you know, from, from, I-20 here all the way to as far as I-20 goes. You can I run mean, it from one side of Abilene to the other. <laughs> yeah, but there's not going to be any commuting, st- I mean, charging stations, you know, and if I rode from here to Arizona and taking 20, you're I mean, screwed. You know, you, yeah, you're not going to have any charging stations, and how long do you got to fucking charge it, you know? Do you have, I mean, do you guys have electric vehicle charging stations around well, Abilene? I think we have one. I think there's one. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure that's it. Now, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, they have charging stations. Uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I mean, I think it's cool, but I, I would like to ride one just to say I did. But other than that, it doesn't. I don't know. It, it kind of blew my skirt up for a minute, and then uh, it kind of went away. But... The same goes for that Street Fighter bike that they're that they're doing. I forget what the name of it is. I thought it looks great. I'm just not a sport bike guy. I don't, I don't I'm not a sport bike, bike guy at all, and that's not that's something again. But you have to look at. Hmm, I think we have to look at this from a. From a, okay, so everybody bags on AMF. AMF saved Harley's ass, right? I mean, a bowling pin company came in, bought Harley, kept him afloat, and then the the Davidsons bought it back, right? So, and to be fair, Harley was very innovative early on. They've been innovative many times, you know, in the, over the course of the last hundred years. And I I don't think that you know, I think they build a better bagger than anybody else does. I really do. I mean, I know that the there's a lot of talk about how great the victory is and how great the Indian is, but um, it, I don't I don't think they're any better. I really don't. I mean, from an engineering standpoint, you say it's real easy to say, well, a monoshock's going to handle better. You know, the chassis can be stabilized because of this, and the chassis is made out of that. And uh, but I mean, all in all, Harley's are are good motorcycles. You know, they're repairable. You know, you go find a bike that's 10 years old that's not a Harley and go buy hand controls for it if they go bad, you know. You're not going to buy a, a, a master cylinder rebuild kit for a Royal Star that's 10 years old. Right. On a Harley, you're going to be able to get that stuff, you know, and they're rebuildable. And so if AMF stepped in and helped Harley and saved Harley in the 70s, they've got to appeal to they got to appeal to the stockholders. You have to. You're not going to stay alive if you don't appeal to the shareholders. And how do you appeal to the shareholders? Show them that you're thinking outside of just a one-dimensional thing. The people who bought Harley-Davidson's 25 years ago are dying. You know, our dad's generation of men, if they're buying another bike, they're buying a trike. That's mean now Harley makes trikes. You know, they make a couple different ones. You can get a freewheeler. You can get uh, a tri-glide. 
right? So you get a big one and a medium-sized one. They didn't have those before, you know, because they're, that, that group of people is getting old. And then you have people who say things like, well, they killed the Dinah. Well, they really didn't kill the, they killed the Dinah, but the Dinah had a run. I mean, what, the Dinah was from, what, 90, what year did the Dinah come out? 94? Something like that? And it went all the way to 2017. That's a lot of years, right. dude. That's over 20 years. You, you, the FXR didn't last that long. That's a lot of motorcycles, you know? And then I've heard other people say things like, uh, oh, they should have brought the FXR back. They should have brought the FXR back. They already did that once. You know, they killed it in like 93 or 94. And then in 99, they brought back the FXR3. And then in 2000, they brought back the FXR4, right? And those are the, of all the FXRs that are out there, the FXR guys bag on those worse than they bag on the, the shovelhead ones. If you think about it. You said the FXR guys bag on what? Um, so if what I'm saying is, is so the FXR guys are like, they should have brought back the FXR. I've heard people say that in the, since the, the new models came out. You know what I mean? Have you, you've heard people yeah, say that, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. Well, Harley did that. They, they in 1999, after a hiatus of uh, five, six years, they brought back the FXR and called it an FXR3. And then the next year, they had an FXR4. So 2000 was the last year you get an FXR, and it had an evolution engine in it, right? And so FX, yes. FXR guys... When they're talking about, like, when you talk to a guy like Joe Kidd, who knows all the nomenclature, all the, all the production, all the models, all the options, all those different things, the ones that, that, they, that they look least fondly upon are the FXR3s and the FXR4s. Even, even more so, they clown on those more than they clown on the shovelhead FXRs. Well, I think it just depends on who you ask, really. I mean, I, I think the 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 focus is so hard on FXRT and, and even more so FXRP that, you know, I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of, like, paint jobs that certain guys like, but, you know, I mean, they're, I don't know, FXR guys just seem to be FXR guys. I mean, I just saw where... Uh, Chris Harry just picked up an FXR for, I believe, a yellow one. I mean, uh, that's the one that's uh, got uh, FXR tins on it. That's an early one. Yeah. So I read, if you read the description, it had, is that the one that had the Delcron cases, the Baker transmission? Yes. And it, yeah, yes. that's, that's like a, that's an early 90s model that somebody had retro. But it had the FXR four tins on it? Mm hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yep. I don't know. Uh, FXR guys seem to—they seem to be a diehard breed. But anyway, we're getting a little—we're getting—we're getting off track a little bit. So, are we are back in back to the new models? Yeah. So uh, I like—I'm not—I'm not a—I'm not a—I'm not, a, uh, not ever going to be a adventure bike dude. But I think that bike's kind of cool looking. It looks a lot like the one that San Diego Customs did. <laughs> yeah, I, I made the comment to Jason Fastlife. I was like, dude, 
you've got to think for a minute that maybe somebody had an inside track because, I mean, Harley, Harley, that's a cool bike, but, but San Diego Customs, they did a fucking outstanding job on their adventure bike. I mean, you know, I know somebody put a post on there that it's rumored that you stole this design from the future or something like that, which <laughs> is a fantastic comment. And I by no means meant that they stole anybody's design. I just wondered if they had a, a sneak peek of that coming up. Cause I just, you know, they, they did such a fucking kick-ass job on there. So, and, uh, my point wasn't that. to belabor the FXR thing. My point was to say that, um, the Dyna's done and anybody that's, that's buying a Dyna is not, not a Harley customer right now. They're, they're buying used bikes. So Harley already has our money. You know what I mean? So they've got to appeal to people that want other types of things. I think an adventure bike would sell. I really do. I think that bike's going to sell like crazy. I think it's going to sell like mad. I think it's going to sell like crazy too, but I think it's going to be, I think your, your Harley buyer is going to prefer if San Diego Customs has a kit that you can retrofit your Bat Bob to be an adventure bike because of the drivetrain. Because I say that, I mean, the, the drivetrain that's going to be in this this bike, from according to my Harley dealership, is going to be a V-Rod drivetrain platform, water-cooled, you know, going to make 130 horsepower, but, you know, Gonna struggle, be, be probably struggle on the torque side, right? You that's know, typical of a yeah. Sound completely different, but uh, I, I mean, I think that'll be a cool bike. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna get on an adventure bike and ride from Texas to Florida or Texas to Alaska, or I don't know, man. Probably not. I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I'll ride in your truck. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm just, but I think it's a cool bike. I think it's a cool platform. I think, you know, uh, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't have anything against that bike at all. I really don't, there's nothing, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Like, the, you know, I guess I don't have anything bad to say about any of them other than, you know, the electric bike's not going to work. The Street Fighter's <laughs> not my deal. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything the negative Street to Fighter. say, but... <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, my, all I have is my opinion about things, and uh, the Street Fighter's not my style. The adventure bike is cool, but price point's going to be a big thing. I mean, I'm not going to buy that bike if it costs more than an Africa Twin. Or, uh, you know, the BMW or the Ducati. Who made up that name and why? Africa Twin? Yeah. Well, I don't fucking have a clue. Suzuki, I guess. I mean, what does it mean? I'm sure there's a... You'll have to Google that, man. I don't know. I don't get in depth. I keep hearing it. I'm just like, what the fuck? What does it mean? mean? If I'm going to go out, if I'm going to go out and buy an adventure bike, I I mean, you know, I I mean, I kind of have champagne taste, beer budget, but I'm going to save my money and buy the fucking BMW. Trader. Well, but wait, yeah. (laughs) Trader. I I want somebody to tell me that they're brand loyal to Harley because Harley doesn't give a fuck about us. (laughs) 
They don't. I think they give up. I think Tell they me care. That they do. I think they care Tell about me. new money. That's the only that's, I, I think they're beholden what, to new money. What is it that they care about? New money. They're, they care about money. Yeah, new money. But I'm, I don't the even think they, they care, care about, about old money. Shareholders making money. Yeah. That's what they fucking care about. That's it. And we've, they've already got I mean, our money. You and I are not good Harley customers. I mean, you're, you're probably well, fuck dude. I, I bought I bought a brand new 06. I bought a brand new 09. I bought a brand new... About a 15? 06, 09, 15. Yeah, I mean, I bought three new bikes, and, you know, I, I want a Fat Bob. I do. I just, I'm paying the Fat Bob fucking price right now. <laughs> I'll buy a used bike. I mean... I right. think Harley warranties are are kind of shitty in general, in my opinion. I mean, I hear guys here all the time that have these horror stories about, you know, and and it, and it may be it may be a local problem. Maybe it's not a it's not a know, local problem. It's not a local no. problem. They're flying oh, all over over here. Your motor shelled after twenty five hundred miles. If you wouldn't have put those wheels on it, it'd have been fine. You voided your warranty, man. Fuck you. Yeah, put some fucking wheels on my bike. Fuck you, Scooby, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I mean, I hear that shit, and I'm just like, fuck. I mean, you know, I, I, if you don't want to, if you don't want to warranty an electrical problem after some bars were installed, and you've got an electrical problem in the handlebar, I get it. You know, if you don't want to warranty a stereo problem because somebody's done some shit to it, I get it. But fucking tranny blows out of it. It's not because the dude put a front wheel on his bike, or because he put a pangers on his bike. You know. And and, you know they can't valid they you know. can't invalidate the warranty anyways they try to and then you have to you know they're just trying to scare the customer that's all they're doing you're 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 covered by the law but you've got to know what the law is ignorance of the law is no excuse you know i mean i like say harley doesn't give a fuck about us so i'm not i'm not i mean i don't know i'm, I'm i tell you what i'm really interested in is the, the little uh indian uh flat track production bike that they're going to release. They're saying it's like seven or eight grand. It's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it looks fun. So, yeah. I wonder if yeah. it'll be street legal. But, yes, it is street legal. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were doing like a, a race only thing. Like when the Harley did. This, I think it's a street legal, bike. street legal bike. I mean, so when you look at that bike, if that bike comes in at seven or eight grand, who in the fuck is going to buy a sports shirt? Uh, no one, no one. Now, granted, of all the bikes that they unveiled here recently in their uh, little media push, that Sportster was the my favorite of the bunch. But now they're uh, saying they're pushing that out till twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, well, whatever. Figures. I mean, Indian's gonna Indian is by then. Indian will have market share on that on that. Yeah, area. Indians. Indians. They're not even knocking on the door. I mean, they're. We're fixing to kick that motherfucker smooth down. <laughs> like so, a cop with a battering ram. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harley better get ready because the fucking Indian's not fucking around. Do you smell what the you rock know, is and, cooking? And listening to Kerry uh, Hart and, and uh, Big, Big B. B talk about riding those things for, you know, five, six, seven hundred miles a day and not being tired and just fucking have all the power you want. I mean, and Jeff talking about it, you know, I mean... I don't know, man. I think that you start getting the right people on those bikes, and and uh, I I actually looked at opening an Indian franchise here, and they wouldn't put one here yet. 
and they're waiting for a store that's about 150 miles away from me to get up and running first. Hmm. So, but I think Indians, you know, I mean, it's just crazy because Harley does some, like their new motor, the M8 motor. At first, I was kind of like, eh. But then I see some of the things that can be done to it now, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that's awesome. That's Rev- really cool. Revolution just, just released uh, with big bore kits. Yeah. But it's just the other shit that goes along with them that you're like, why? Did I mean, you know, evidently there's people out there, there's designers out there that know what's going on. I mean, Indians got some guys that are designing shit that's, you know, pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know. We're... I don't know. And Harley's got the biggest, probably the biggest field to choose from. I mean, I don't know. I guess there's probably a demographic and a, you know, a numbers game to it all that, you know, they're trying to figure out who to market to or whatnot. But, you know, I got, I don't remember who it was. I think Jeff said it was baggers and sportster buyers that were there, you know, sportsters and baggers were the number one, Selling bikes out there, so that's what I mean, that's what gets all the attention. Yeah, I guess you keep marketing to those guys, but uh, people are gonna. I don't know. It's funny because there's such a your sports to rider. I'll call it your. Let's just say, just because I'm mean, just to say it, it, it's an entry level bike, <clears throat> according to most people. Yeah. There's guys that are building sportsters that fucking run circles around anybody you and I probably know. Oh, yeah. And it, it's not, I won't call it a girl's bike. I won't do that. No. Yeah. Uh, but let's just say for the new heart, for the guy going into a Harley dealership, buying a new bike that may be an entry level rider, he's going to buy a sports. Then you've got your guy who's been riding for a while, maybe getting older. You know, wants something with a little more comfort. Maybe his wife's riding. Maybe he's retiring and wants to tour the country. So you got a guy buying the bagger. Okay. So what about all the fucking people that are riding everything in between? What What is Harley pushing towards them? Well, I think there's... a Buy a used bike? Think... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I hate to say it, know? but... I mean, I actually kind of like. I'm starting the the aesthetics of the the lowrider is growing on me. I'm not crazy about the sport glide at all. Um, I'm not a big fan of the fat bob, and like I said before, the fat boy. I don't like it, but it looks like it should look. That's exactly how a fat boy should look in 2018. So I mean, they're not bad motorcycles. I kind of like the lowrider. Like I said, that that's that's growing on me. Yeah, I, I would love to have a fat bob for no other reason than I don't just so I could do something with it. But I would take a low rider too. You know, I would take any of that. I think if somebody could come up with all a, built on the same chassis, so if somebody could come up with a way to make those struts not look so soft tail, you know, like Heartland, that 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 chassis right there is a prime candidate for a Heartland kit. Oh, they'll be doing something. You can, they you are. Can, I've already talked to them. You could count on it. I mean, I've tried to get the Harley dealership here to call me a fucking bike so I could do something with it. They, they're not biting. They'd rather sit on the floor and not sell and then 
dealer trade them to somewhere for a sportster or a bagger because <laughs> they're they're not moving here. I mean, uh, you have a you know you've got a, an odd market. I mean, you've said it so you've said it yourself. I mean, it's baggers and sportsters. Yeah. And that's what it is. Uh, and choppers still. Uh, well, it, it is. The choppers are starting to kind of go away. Which, when you say chopper, I'm a, I, I'm I'm talking big dog Texas Iron Horse that kind of chopper do. Yeah, all that shit. We're that shit's slowly going away because people buy them and they're like, "What the fuck? I got to work on this piece of shit." You know, I'm <laughs> I'm not getting to ride it. You know, I mean, because all the wiring on all of them's fucked up. I've got two in my shop right now with fucked up wiring. Now, all everyone I've every single one I've ever had in my shop has had some kind of a wiring problem. And now every one of them is out of the, business. Yeah, and every one of them that Free Ride has here, uh, Bill's place is every one that he's has been has a wiring problem. So I mean, I wish shoppers would make a comeback. You know, as far as and now when I say choppers, I don't mean you have to have a fucking wore out bait seat and goddamn. <laughs> The old fucking Springer front end and a fucking, you know, uh, I'm not talking period correct choppers. I'm just, you know, just chop cool choppers in general. I would like to see them, you know. But I mean, the FXR guy, the chopper guy, the Dyna guy, the, everything in between the Sportster and the Bagger. I mean, I. Is that what they marketed the Super Glide or the Low Rider and the Fat Bob Tour? It has to be. But let me ask you something. Back Failed when, miserably. Back when you were a dealer, you were a Paramount dealer. How many PCXs do you think were made total? Dude, I can't even. Uh, you had. I'm one, just right? gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Yes, I had. I had three. Uh. I'm going to say, if I'm, if I'm, a, if I'm guessing. Think they made 50? That's what I was fixing to say was 50. And of those, so of the three you had, did you retail them or did you wholesale them? I retailed two of them, kept the one of them PCX for myself for a couple of years. And no, I take that back. I retailed a matador. Uh, retailed another matador. The PCX I kind of used as a demo for a little bit, and then I retailed the PCX. And then those people got in jammed up, and uh, I ended up buying the PCS back at an auction and kept it for a while and. Wish I would have kept it. But, I mean, I could say that about the CFL I had and the El Diablo that I had too. Yeah, you think you would have kept? But, you think you would have liked to still have those? The PCX, oh, the El Diablo, I would still love to have. The CFL, the CFL is cool, but I, I'd still love to have the El Diablo just because that was such a uh, a cool time period in my life. Really, I mean, I. When I See that's why I think you would still want that, but I I don't think when I think of when I think of like your collection of motorcycles that you've had over the over the course of the whole time you've been riding and been in the business, I I think the bikes that you've built are way better than 
than not better bikes than what you had necessarily, but a better fit for, you know, like if you're going to keep something. Like I would have really, really would have liked to have been able to afford a PCX back when they, well, when they were available. I, I, well, I think for me, I mean, the El Diablo I bought for so cheap. And, you know, when, you, when you're watching, you know, a lot of people can say what they want about motorcycle mania and, you know, I hear people all the time like, well, I was in this business for just it was wiping his ass or whatever, you know. I mean, it, <laughs> when Jesse got on TV with Motorcycle Mania, it, it did more for the motorcycle industry than, than, than it had probably been done since Arlen Ness, maybe. I mean, I still think Arlen Ness is the king, but mm-hmm. me too. Uh, up to that up to that point, Jesse put a I don't know if I should say dying industry, but Jesse did did more for uh, welding fabrication. He he put so much of that in the limelight. You know what I mean? And I and I think that was just a period for me in my life that I was like really not sure what I'm doing. I'm delivering packages for FedEx and I'm making a living, but it's not great. And you know, my dad had always written, and I thought, man, I can. I could do some of this. I mean, I'm not going to be the, the greatest bike builder, but you know, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I, I think it takes all facets of people to make this industry work. Not every shop that you go to is going to be West coast choppers. West coast choppers was not the best place to take your bike. If you needed service, you know what I mean? It, it, it takes, right. everybody does something good Everybody does something, I mean, different. I mean, you know, but, but I think for that period in my life of, you know, it was before I had my first child or, well, I think when I owned the El Diablo Canon was probably one or two. So it, it was just a good period in my life. That bike was, you know, when the El Diablo twos came out and the, they had the, the, single down tube with the holes in it that people thought was so cool. I mean, fuck I did. I mean, and I, I you know, I really wanted a, a soft tail version, but that wasn't available when I was hunting around and, you know, I just came across a deal I couldn't pass up. And, I mean, I don't know. It was just a good period of my life. I was just in a happy place and, you know, getting my hands on that bike. I mean, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell people a story about it that, you know, they can rag on me or whatever they want, but I made a deal on that bike and I grabbed a buddy of mine. I said, Hey, we're going to San Diego. And he's like, all right, what are we doing? I told him, he's like, Oh fuck. We're going to get a motorcycle. I'm like, yep. So I go get a cashier's check. I take off for San Diego and drink about, I don't know, 10 Red Bulls drive straight through, get there, sleep in the parking lot. I go inside and you know, I'm still apprehensive at this point that this deal is even going to happen because I'm, I'm paying what I feel like at the time is, is I'm stealing the bike from the guy. So, uh, cause I, I mean, I did pay 30 grand for it at the time and it was the 2006 ultra boats El Diablo that Jesse did for the owner of ultra boats. And it, it was right around 2008. So cam would have been about one. It's when everything just fucking crashed and the market went to shit. And I guess this guy was trying to get his boat business, you know, to keep it going. And so I get there, jump the bike off. The bike starts up, dude. And I'm just, I mean, I'm kind of in this place of, 
fuck, man, I'm buying an El Diablo. Whether it be used or whatever, it was still like a, I just couldn't believe it. And I loaded it in the back of the truck and we head home and my wife calls. She's like, well, did you get it? I'm like, yeah, I got it. We're heading home. And I literally, tears just start running down my face. And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I go, I, I think I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm so excited to own, you know, what I considered at that time, probably a piece of history, you know, and, and maybe it's not a piece of history for, for the guy that wants to collect, you know, antique racing motorcycles or knuckleheads or it will be. But for for me in my time period of what I was going through, what I was influenced by, you know, I wasn't I mean, my dad rode bikes all growing up. My dad rode I mean, he had iron heads. I mean, his his bike that he loved more than anything was a fifty three pan head and a rigid frame. Then he rode shovel heads and he was like, I'm never buying an Evo. Well, then he was on an Evo, and he's like, I'm never buying a twin cam. Then he was on a twin cam, you know? I mean, he would probably be saying today that he's not right if he's still alive. I'm not riding an M8, you know? But for me, for what influenced me, because my dad riding wasn't a, wasn't a huge influence on my life. I thought it was cool and the stuff he did, but it it, it wasn't a big influence for me. I was, a, I was a sports guy. I played baseball all my entire, until I was too old to play anymore. I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to play anymore. I mean, uh, and so, you know, the, the influence that I had came from, uh, later model stuff. I joined the army in 96 and the entire time I was in the army, I collected hot bike magazines, iron horse, uh, iron works, easy rider. I mean, I still have, I can't tell you how many, magazines I have, but it's a bunch. So when I was in the army, I didn't do anything. I studied motorcycle magazines forever and just, that's what I did. And, and, and I'll, I can name June of 97 hot bike. There's a picture of Jesse on an orange and purple, uh, rigid frame bike. And, and I want to say that the frame was a, a Harmon frame, maybe a, a rigid frame that Harmon did. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but it had some cool little billet struts on it, spoke wheels. It had eight, eight, eight fingers on it, but he's doing a wheelie on it on the cover of June 97. Rick Pelagio. And for some bike now. Yes, car fixer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that bike was the bike for me that set kind of everything in motion, really. I mean, I don't know why that bike. I don't know why that was before the motorcycle mania. That was, you know, and, and I hear people say, oh, I knew Jesse before motorcycle mania. Well, that's cool. A lot of people did, you know. I mean, a lot of... He brought a lot of that stuff to light, but you know, I was reading about his fenders and some stuff he was doing. And, you know, I was every, every month I was getting hot bike looking at stuff. Well, then I see he's coming out with this motorcycle man. I'm like, fuck man. I mean, you know, and anyway, getting back to that El Diablo, that's the bike that out of all the bikes I've had built, you know, that's probably the one, the one bike that I wish I still had in my possession. I wish I still had it to this day. And, and I don't, I don't have it, but if I could take, if I could, if I kept any of them, that would have been the one. Hmm. Yeah. I've never owned anything like that. Never. I mean, I'm just not, I've never had stuff like that pass through my fingers. <clears throat> yeah, man, it was, it was, a, it was a lucky deal for me. It was just kind of a, you know, I was, uh, it, it was a lucky deal. I mean, I came across it and then, I thought I was going to be 
be able to do enough to hold on to that bike. I thought I could survive that market crash enough to hold on. And things got pretty tight and I had an opportunity to sell it and make some money on it. Uh, so I did. And I'm not going to say I regret it because I don't, I don't think honestly that I re- I've regret anything I've done in the motorcycle industry. Really. I mean, you know, I, I, from selling my shop to doing what I do now to, I, I don't, I don't think I regret it. I think there were decisions that I made based on what I thought was best for my family. And, and, you know, I owned a CFL, I owned Jeff Decker's, uh, the baby blue CFL that uh, Mike Beach owns now. I owned that bike for a short period of time. And, uh, that was a great bike too. I didn't have the love for it that I did the El Diablo that I had, but I, I think the other bike that I would have kept is I built a CFL, which we always used to call them, you know, the shop built CFLs. And then, uh, you know, would say for, for a non shop built CFL, this is pretty cool. Right. You know, I think, I, I think my CFL for a non shop built CFL was a pretty badass bike. It went to Switzerland. Uh, my dude in New York bought it and then he sold it to a guy in Switzerland. Uh, but I put a lot of work into that bike. I mean, I took a lot of, a lot of time. I mean, uh, I need to go back and pull some of those pictures and maybe. I wish you could find some, some of them. Pictures. I have them. I have, they're, I have them on a computer. So. You need to put them in a hard drive. Oh. Uh, Probably you know so. I mean? so, if the, so if the computer goes bad. But. Yeah, I do. I've I actually, I put them on CDs at one oh, point okay. in time. Yeah. So they're probably on some CDs stored in my house somewhere, but I need to go back CD. and look. But, <laughs> yeah, I put them on some floppies. I got those on some three and a half floppies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That El Diablo for me was just a, I don't want to say it was an achievement, but for a guy that was, you know, making 10 or $12 an hour delivering packages for FedEx to open in my own shop to, you know, and, and, and doing a pretty decent job. I didn't know everything. Fuck, I was learning as I went. I mean, you know, maybe I didn't have any business on in the shop. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I always tried to progress and do things different. You know, there's always going to be guys that are better, but it's, that's just like baseball, man. You can't, not everybody can be the fucking all-star player on every baseball team. I mean, right. You gotta have, you gotta have, you know, just, you're, you're going to have shops that do some things better than others. And some shops are, some shops are just going to be your average ordinary motorcycle shop that does good quality work. And that's, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, and then some shops are smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's true. You, you, you're going to have that. You're going to have some shops that the guys probably don't need to be in business, you know? And I think slowly that will, that will take care of itself. I mean, but I think it takes all types of shops to make the industry work. You know, if everybody that had a shop just did service, uh, it might, it might be difficult. If everybody just did custom tanks, everybody just did custom paint. I mean, you know, there's some guys out there that, you know, I, I don't know. Somebody came up to me and said, who would you want? If you were having a bike built, who would you want to build it? It would take me a few minutes to think about it. If you were going to have a bike painted, who would you want to paint it? Well, you know, I'd have to think. I mean, if you were going to have, you know, if you need some service work done, where would you go? You know, I'm probably not going to go to the same place for service as I am to get 
a custom bike built. You know, I mean, are there guys that can do both? Absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I just think there's, you know, guys with, I mean, there's guys that are multi-talented guys, that, but they still do one thing better than they do the other. I mean, that doesn't mean they shouldn't build bikes. I mean, if a guy's a great service guy and he wants to build a few bikes a year, that's great. You know, just because you're better at service than you are building ground up stuff doesn't mean you shouldn't build bikes. You know, I mean, not every builder is going to be a full on fucking metal fabricator like Solace or, you know, uh, that guy makes guys my out head there hurt. Do that stuff. Yeah, dude, it's incredible, man. There's no, I mean, well, I mean, what do you do? I mean, when, you know, it'd be like me trying to build a tank out here and my tank not being perfect. Somebody going, well, fucking Solace can build one better than that. Well, fucking ain't right. He can. What do I mean? Have you seen what he does? I could start practicing now and never be that good until the end of time. That's you know? just a but, matter of fact, dude. Uh, there's just no yeah, way I mean, that guy's that guy's yeah, on another level. Yeah. But but if you told that guy to come over here and rebuild a six speed transmission or, you know, do something, he might be like, Oh, that's not my gig. I don't do that. You right. know what I mean? And he may not know. You know, I just think it takes takes all all types, and I just sometimes I get tired of the fucking hate that the, this industry has because it does have a lot of hate in it. To where, and you know, instead of everybody kind of being like, ah, that's, you know, that's cool. That that guy does a good job. I mean, you know, he's not Solace or he's not Jesse James or he's not you know not Billy Lane or you know, but he's out there busting his ass trying to make a living for his family. And you know, and, and I mean, I know there's some guys out there fucking people to their knees too. But there's also some people out there who've succeeded well, well above probably what they should have in this business, and they fucked people's socks off doing it. I mean, you know, uh, so, but but they succeeded, you know, and there's some guys out there that are fucking doing shitty things to motorcycles. Those guys are going to weed themselves out. But you know what I think is a lot of guys that do shitty, shitty work on motorcycles and you see these guys posting pictures of like, oh, dude, please stop. Please don't ever touch another motorcycle. Right. You know, you've got to think about, okay, you've got to think about the customer that's taken that bike to that shop. Why'd that customer go there in the first place? We know why he went there. He went there because he was trying to save money. He didn't want to pay the shop that could do it right what they deserve to get paid to do it right. He paid... Some dude at some shop that said he'd do it for 10 bucks an hour or 25 bucks an hour. You know, he, he, that I think that's what part of what you see sometimes. And what when you see these pictures on Instagram or Facebook of these guys that do shitty work and guys at, at reputable shops going, Look, man, this dude should never touch another bike. Well, maybe that's true, but maybe what's even truer is that the guy that's taking his fucking bike to that shop solely based on he can get it done for a third of the price. Maybe he needs to stop fucking with bikes. Maybe he doesn't need to take his bike somewhere to get it worked on. If that's all he gives a shit about, you know what I mean? Maybe he needs to care more about what his bike's going to look like, what was being done to his bike instead of just solely based on price. Well, it's not just the shop that's fucking it up. That's causing the problem. It's the, it's the customer that does shit like that, that creates that problem. Well, yeah, you you, know? get, you go into the wrong shop. That's the dude needs to make money. He's trying to make his nut, and he doesn't. He'll take any job, and then you know the customer's fucked up. The situation's fucked up, so the job's gonna be fucked up. 
Yeah. I mean, just, I don't know. I, I just, I see that sometimes and, I, you know, and, and I, you know what? <laughs> I've done it. I've probably looked at something and gone, oh, fuck, man. But on the other side of that, I guarantee you I have done some stuff on some motorcycles <laughs> that when it left here, I thought it was right. And I've had a comeback or I had something, you know, or it probably went to another shop and they got it. And they're like, who the fuck did this? Well, and okay, so I'll agree that, with that. The shop's uh, probably going, what the fuck, man? Why did, you know, I've probably made some mistakes. Not saying, but I mean, I know there's a guy in his garage that's taking work in, that's doing shitty work just because he doesn't know any better and he doesn't need to be doing it anymore. But that, that will eventually run its course. He won't be able to do that to every customer because it'll go away. Yeah, and then there'll be another asshole behind him doing the same thing. That's the only problem that it's like cyclical. Well, yeah, and, and you know what? You no, know, you're right. You're right. But but I'll tell you the other thing, and you know I see it all the time now. And I didn't used to see it as much, but the area that I live in, when I opened a store here, and I wanted a drag account or a custom Chrome account or whatever. Dude, I had to have a commercial business, a tax ID. Uh, you know, I had to have normal had business all my T's crossed. Yes, everything. Yeah. So I did it all. Every time I tried to do something, I mean, I can remember trying to do some stuff in the drag route. Be like, nope. I came by, you weren't open. You know, you keep you know. But then I turn around and I look now, man, and there is a every fucking garage that somebody's building their bike in. Selling parts too, and they've got signs: drag specialties dealer, so and so dealer, you know, hard drive dealer, custom chrome dealer, Tucker Rocky dealer. Everybody's a fucking dealer, and a lot of the guys are doing it out of the garage, you know. And it's probably based on the area or region that they live in, the sales rep that they have, or whatever that they have a rapport with, or they went to high school with, or whatever. So they know they can get an account, and they're still selling shit out of their garage. Hmm. I mean. You know, I mean, people can say what they want about that's not happening. That's bullshit. You can get on Instagram and pull up different people's accounts where they're building their bikes and, and see all the, I'm a drag dealer, you know, people need this, you need that. I mean, you know, you, you see it all the time. I mean, so I, I think that's another problem with the industry. But I know I've gotten way sidetracked and I'm probably fucking rambling like a fucking... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we can probably, we can actually probably uh, wrap it up here because I'll have some, some pretty serious editing to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to get a, uh, I'm going to have to get one of those um, bump, uh, things that go, boot, 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 boot. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm not saying fuck too many times. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Uh, but, but, uh, I know, man. I just get, sometimes I get on a tangent. Uh, what? Kind of got me, kind of got me thinking back, a little nostalgic, just going back to when I first opened a shop. And uh, I guess uh, before we get off here, uh, you want to throw your uh, shout out to Boosted Brad, and I think you've got a, a discount code for him. Yeah, so I reached out to Brad and let him know that um, I was just really stoked with the pegs that I put on my bike. I put a set of the bear trap pegs that you put on the white bike. I got a set of red ones for the Dyna. I got the shift peg, and uh, honestly they're as nice as any part I've ever bought for a motorcycle I'm really stoked so I reached out to him and said hey look we're trying to get this thing going so um, he was kind enough to extend a 
discount code, 10% off everything that's not already on sale. So if you go to BoostedBrads.com and purchase any of his death metal racing parts um, and put in the discount code HOW for Hell on Wheels, you're going to get 10% off your order. So I appreciate Brad doing that. And this is a, a good indicator uh, with the Hell on Wheels um, discount code that he'll know that people that are listening to us are ordering from him and we'll be able to track that and see, you know, that there's some value there and we're not we're not getting paid by brad or anything like that i mean we're just buddies with him and um we asked him for a discount code and, and he was able to do that so uh, i'll put that in the instagram post for the episode so that code will be there and then um you'll just need to share it on on your instagram as well but uh Rooster brad's death metal racing is offering 10 percent off with the discount code how at checkout so go to boostedbrads.com and, and check it out so we'll wrap this one up and um i guess i'll probably talk to you tomorrow eight or nine times <laughs> okay all right dude everybody have a good night you too bye